0: Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk, the show that connects families in Oshkosh with local experts to talk about your parenting questions. I'm Amanda Chavez here with my co host, Carlene Grabner, and today we're joined by John Holland from the Oshkosh Fire Department and Susie Van Eckern, owner of Wisconsin Swim Academy, to talk about keeping our families safe while enjoying the water this summer. We're so lucky to be surrounded by bodies of water. Studies have shown that benefits to kids' emotional and physical health are innumerable. But with great potential for fun and wellness comes great responsibility to ensure safety. Who is at greatest risk of drowning and where? What can we do to minimize risks and maximize fun? What resources are available to Oshkosh families to help in this endeavor? Today we're talking about all things water, fun, and safety with John and Susie.
1: Let's Talk is brought to you through Go Oshkosh Kids partnership with the Women's Fund of Oshkosh. The Women's Fund of Oshkosh works to improve the lives of women, girls, and families of the communities in Winnebago County through philanthropy, grant making, and education. Welcome, Susie. Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Sure, yes. Thanks for having me. My name is Susie Van Ekren, and I am the owner of Wisconsin Swim Academy in Appleton. I've been married for 30 years to my husband, Jeff, and have four boys that we've raised. They're all kind of older now. Been working in the swim industry and with swim schools and teaching for 20 plus years, and have owned my own swim school since 2010. So I have a pool in my backyard and absolutely passionate about safety in and around the pool. So you have
1: lots of knowledge when it comes to swimming and water safety. And we have John with us, who is also an expert in the world. And we brought John into the conversation to focus and think through the safety that we have with rivers and lakes that we are so blessed to be surrounded by. So, John, could you take a second and introduce yourself?
3: You bet. I'm John Holland. I'm the public information officer for the Oshkosh Fire Department, for a lot of the kids out there and parents. I am Firefighter John. I've been on the fire department for, this is my 24th year, and I have been an Oshkosh resident my entire life. I remember growing up, it was going to be, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but it's not going to be here. And (laughs) now now I am in the the exact right spot. So I'm I'm a lucky guy. I have one son, and I look forward to talking about this, and thank you for having
1: me. Yeah, I do know you were pretty famous, especially with the kiddos, because my son will come home and be like, oh, "Firefighter John visited us today," <laughs> so it is very exciting when you're when you're able to stop by the schools. Yep,
3: I am a very lucky guy. I have, a, I have a great job.
0: Yeah, that's good, and that's you make good. safety fun. I mean, that's yeah. what
3: we try to trick them into paying attention. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you do, what well, you do. That's great. So today we're talking about water safety and. We're so, I mean, Lake Winnebago right here, right? Mm -hmm. Like in boating and the weather's warming up and we're excited to be out there on the water. Today's a beautiful day when we're recording this. Susie, why don't we start with you and your experience? What benefits do you see for kids who are able to play and explore water?
2: Well, there are so many benefits to it. First of all, just benefit of, of learning to be safe. I mean, definitely being safe and in and around the water, and feeling comfortable around the water with the flow, with the buoyancy, the breath control, all of that kind of stuff. I would say that there are also outside benefits to having swim lessons at an early age too, which I could go into. There's you know a, whole, a big list list of them, but they there has been studies which which I can talk about later too. It was a it was called the University of Griffith study, and it showed that kids that were in swimming lessons early actually. We're fifteen to twenty months ahead in things like cognitive and motor skills and relational skills and things like that. So lots and lots of benefits for being, you know, in the water and playing around and swimming and all that kind of stuff. So
1: I guess if you think about it, right? Learning to swim, you're having to listen, respond, move an arm, move a leg, you know, so you're doing so many different activities at the
0: same time. You have a swimmer, right? Like in that that skill that you could do your whole life, right? The
2: other thing about that swimming does for you, especially when you learn how to do it at a younger age, is that for, you know, a lot of kids, you know, if they're doing football, baseball, basketball, anything else, you know, that breath control is so important, and it actually sort of, it escalates them in other sports because then they have that breath control down, so it makes them, you know, actually be out there, you know, builds your endurance and all that kind of stuff. They can, they can do it longer for, you know, for periods, longer periods of time, and are are generally in better shape. They actually, every single sport uses swimming as a way to condition. That's a huge fact that I bet you a lot of people don't know. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about the breath control. That's fascinating.
0: So at your swim school, you teach a lot of, you start right at pretty young, right? Like six months old. We start at six months old. You can start earlier than that, but we start six months. So what are some things that you work on with those little ones to be comfortable around the water.
2: So those classes are definitely about getting kids comfortable in the water, but and you know, but there's lots of things that you can teach kids at that age, like you can teach a baby at that age to roll over to its back pretty young. you can teach them breath control there. They've been in the womb for nine months. So they already have had fluid in their lungs. So any child actually under the age of six months, they're holding their breath is automatic. Over six months, it is learned, but it's learned very quickly. And when they, you know, you can, there's certain signs that you can tell when they have been holding their breath, but it really all is about flow, buoyancy, breath control, and safety. But the biggest benefit of having those parent-child classes are about educating the parents. Mm. That really is a huge benefactor of, you know, educating them on safety in and around water. It's making sure that they, you know, are doing things like, you know, when they're around the water, they're... You know, there's, no, there's no phones, there's no distractions, there's no nothing. You don't take your eyes off those children ever. Never let them go in alone, making sure that they're always safe, you know, that kind of thing. So just, you know, just really educating them how to get in and out of the water safely, crab crawling if they get into a situation, you know, anything like that.
0: I think as a parent, sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, my kids were in swimming lessons, I don't have to pay attention as much. So you're saying, right, like that it's That's never false. safe enough. It's, it is never safe. You should never,
2: you know, never be in the water by yourself ever. Never, you should never, you know, even if your kids are 10 or 12 years old, I mean, you know, the number one cause, you know, of kids under the age of four is drowning. The number two cause of kids under the age of 12 is drowning. So even if they've been through swimming lessons and typically they're out by the age of 12, anything can happen. You know, anything can happen. There, there are so many more benefactors that are there that could, you know, trigger something like that.
3: Going along with that, when um, I'm doing my summer safety programs in the schools. We talk about life jackets and such. And without fail, there will be some kid that says, I don't need one. I'm a really good swimmer. And it's like, well, that's fantastic. Can you swim for two hours? (laughs) You know, like for a life jacket, it's going to hold you up and you're going to be panicking without it and whatever, with or without it. But I just thought when you brought that up, I thought... Yes, that is, and and parents do think that as well. My kid's a good swimmer. I don't have to watch them, and that is, that's the big one. That's what you said. Make sure you never swim alone, and we we always talk about that with kids, but that's with adults as well. If something does go wrong, something that no one thinks they're going to get stuck underwater or hit their head or whatever, but if you are alone, you're going to disappear until it's too late, and no one's going to know you're in trouble. So obviously the big one. Again, is you never ever swim alone. Um, we always tell parents that when you have a youngster in their toddler, they should be within arm's reach, so you can just reach out. And I just reached out. If you want to see that, so they're right here. Uh, it's good, good podcast stuff to watch. My arm. <laughs> um, anyway, John just
1: moved his arm all the way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: and and going along with the voting and stuff as well. With in this area, we're back again to the life jacket. And there, there are so many different things out there that eh, people think will help them. Pool noodles, like the floaties. The and, arm and floaties, do you mean? The, the arm you, floaties, okay. yep. And and they really do nothing. They, they give parents this false sense of security. Really? But it, it, it does nothing. They have the little, I can't remember what they're called, but the... The
2: puddle jumper. The puddle jumper.
3: Puddle jumpers. Puddle are, jumpers. Puddle jumpers are much better. They they do have just the arm things like the floaties, plus they have a thing across the chest that goes all the way around the body, so it keeps that head above the water. So on a boat, you still should have a Coast Guard-approved life jacket. Again, another thing we tell kids is um, you don't just pack it. You wear your life jacket. And it has to be kid Size That's huge. It has to fit and it has to fit tight. So if you do fall in, you are protected. And most of the people that we rescue from the water didn't intend to be in the water at all that day. They were just going to be out on a boat. So, and it, they
1: like accidentally fell over yep, or the, they, or
2: something, happened something happens
3: yeah. and they hit something and fall out or just they're playing around and, and they it, slip in. And, 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 and yep. Exactly.
2: 60% of the drownings happen when they're not ready to swim. They don't have their goggles on. They don't have their suits on. You know, they're not intending to be in the water. So, I mean, it truly is one of those things where you just have to be, you know, and, and w- along with the boat situation too, you need to know, you know, I think parents need to know what, how to dress their kids. You know, if they're in a boat and it's it's chilly outside and they're wearing a hoodie sweatshirt or a pair of jeans, you know, they've just strapped on, you know, when that when they'll you know, they fall in and they get wet, they've just strapped on five to seven more pounds onto that, you know, onto that child and anything with a hood or like a like a rain jacket with a hood, that hood actually fills up with water and holds you know, it's and is heavy. So it, it is really tough to you know, you know all of that kind of stuff. You really want to think about, like, you know, how to dress our children when we're out there, and you know,
1: crazy. I wasn't prepared to say this story, but now that you just said that, <laughs> I am. This is this is water safety in the winter. But I actually fell through the ice when I was thirteen, and we lived on a channel. And my parents always like were on top of us of the things that you're like, stop saying this stuff to me. But it was like, if you ever fall through the ice, you need to look up and look for the black hole. You know, and I'm just like, you know, well, anyway, I fall through the ice and I had on, that's the reason I thought of it. I had on my ice skates. I had on a snowsuit. I had on, you know, sweatshirt, blah, 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 blah. And so you, it is unbelievable how heavy Mm -hmm. you instantly are. I mean, and I thankfully knew how to swim so I could tread water, but I also fell in with my 120 pound golden retriever who, you know, was constantly, now I'm acting out, oh, John. <laughs> you're,
3: a, you're a very cute yeah. retriever. I got My <laughs> cute, totally yeah.
1: Okay, but constantly <laughs> pushing me under the water. And as I got pushed under the water, I mean, you look up, and it's like you see in the movies. You have, like, this much space between the water and the ice. But it's weird that all you see is light. And so you think that that's the top, but it's not. It's this little black spot that you have to look for. and. Anyway, when you said heavy, heavy clothing and things like that, I, I have no idea how I survived because I was in for quite a while. But it is true how quickly that becomes so heavy to hold yourself
2: up. So If you're, if you're putting your kids in a swim program, you do want to make sure that they are, you know, one of the things that we do, to, you know, a level that they have to pass once they get to a certain age, we actually have a two to three pound weight.
1: Mm. and
2: we make them tread water with that weight. They have to jump into the water first without their goggles on, and then they have to come up, and they have to tread water for 60 seconds with a three-pound weight. And we do that so that they understand that, number one, if you fall in without them, you got to be able to come up to the top, and number two, you have to understand what it's going to feel like when you have your clothes on. That's a great idea.
1: That is a great idea.
2: Yeah, you're going to add that to your water safety classes. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So talk to us
1: about Lake Winnebago and the river system and all those. I mean, that's a huge question, but, like, is there something that, like, tidbits that we can offer to our community of parents when they think through being on Lake Winnebago or on the river
3: system? And, And like you said before, we are so lucky to have so much water around us however going along with the fun Mm -hmm. is it can be dangerous and so when you are out on the lake out in the um, rivers whatever you need to again go back to I hate to keep harping on this but make sure you are watching to someone that is non-distracted someone that has not been drinking someone is not on the phone a lot of our water rescues are because of drinking. And in fact, a lot of our rescues period are, unfortunately. And so the parents need to know the waterways, need to know where they're going, where are their pilings so you don't hit them. The riverways are marked very well where, where you should be. You need to make sure that you stay in those, you follow all the rules, back to the life jackets again and again and again. It is just one of those things, like I said, What a great place we live in. Mm -hmm. So much water and so much fun. But along with that comes the danger and the safety, and it goes back to the parents. And like we were talking about earlier, drowning, number one cause of um, accidental death for children five and under. But every single year, there are lots and lots of drownings. There's over a 1,000 drownings every year in the United States, over 2,000. Kids, these are all kids that we're talking about, Um, over 2,000 kids um, end up in the hospital due to close drowning, and then there's uh, 3,000 go to the ER and get treated and released. So you need to know where you are, what the safety rules are. One thing that I forgot to mention is your kids need to have a life jacket on. (laughs) The, The law is if they are under the age of 13, that life jacket has to be on if they are in an open boat. If they're on like a paddle wheeler or something, that that's a completely different ball game. But if they are on an open boat, that life jacket needs to be on, and the sheriff department is out there making sure that everyone is being safe.
1: Well, and I this is a sad subject or a scary subject, but just out of curiosity, what your thoughts are or what you know about this. But we, I do have a friend who drowned, and there were three witnesses, adult witnesses, on the boat when it happened, and we've talked a ton about that since that occurred. And it's interesting. I don't know that this is the way it happens all the time. But what you again, maybe see in the movies, or you think it's going to happen did not happen. You know, he jumped in, he came up, you saw his face, he went down, never saw to be seen again. You know, and I think a lot of people think they're going to see that moment of flailing and that, you know, trying to catch your breath and up and down and and kind of Scenario, and and I I think the most I've read about it that doesn't happen typically. No,
3: it doesn't. And it's actually, a, Sue had a really good. It's point a very.
2: On this. Uh, it is a very silent death, unfortunately. A very sad, very devastating death, and and it, it's not. It's not like it is in the movies at all. Once those, once that water gets into their lung, in, in their lungs, you know, they, they can't call out. So it, it is incredibly important. You know, when you're watching, you know, when you're especially if you, you know, like. You should always designate a water watcher. There should be one person that everybody knows that at that moment, that's the water watcher. And that water watcher needs to be undistracted the entire time. I mean, no phone, no nothing, anywhere near them. It takes less than two minutes. And that child will be, or adult or whatever, is gone. Mm -hmm. You know, they're already under the water. When, if you're at the lake, you know, we talk about the lake and how wonderful our water systems are in the lakes make sure that you're putting your children in really bright swimsuits. You know, the light blues, the whites, the light pale yellows, things like that, they blend in with the bottom of the pool. And if they're really dark, dark swimsuits, they're gonna blend in in the lake or the rivers, so make sure they're wearing something very bright so that they're easier to see. And uh, you know, to go to uh, you know, talk about the life jackets again. Not every life jacket is Coast Guard approved, so make sure you're really looking. In it should be stamped in the life jacket. And the puddle jumpers are just kind of new at being some. Yep, and, and
3: some actually yeah, are, yes. Yeah,
2: some actually are, but many are not. So make sure you're really checking to make sure that they have been close are those, do approved. they go under your... Like, they do not. They just go around your they chest. They just go around just the, the chest has the... and on the arm. So they okay. kind of go on the arm and then it goes around their chest and, the and padding is in, in the front. The yes. So the theory would be if you something would happen, you'd mm-hmm.
1: get on your back and you'd... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: So it is a very, you know, like it's just a very scary situation for everyone. You know, those, you know, so... really be
0: very aware
1: yeah that's a good tip to have somebody designated to be paying attention what other tips
0: do we have for like I think there was a kid I don't know it was last year or the year before that had drowned in a retention pond so like hmm. back to like that thought like you're not planning on being in the water what if even as a parent you're scared of water like how do you not so scared of the water, but still comfortable around it. So here's here's my philosophy
2: on, on parent. You know, lots of parents, you know, lots of adults don't know how to swim. And then they have children, and what happens is it is a learned behavior. When they don't know how to swim they will portray that onto their children because of how panicky they will be when their children are in and around water. And many times because of that, they'll even wait to put those kids in swimming lessons. The fact that they get them in swimming lessons is absolutely a huge step and fantastic. But here's my philosophy on it. The parents need to get in and actually know how to swim also, because let's face it, if that child falls in the water by accident, are they going to stand there and watch them drown? No. You you know that I mean as a parent you're automatically just going to jump in, and then you're both going to drown. As a parent, you need to understand and feel safe in the comp- water and confident water. Nobody is drown proof. Nobody is. So even the even the even the best swimmers can be drown proof. But you absolutely want to at least try to equip yourself and educate yourself on it and and learn how to swim so that if your child you know did fall in you could possibly you know want to get them but obviously there's there's certain things that you always want to make sure you know that you're remembering is you know when somebody falls in the water don't go you know throw something to them things like that you know get somebody right away to help once you're near in the water and somebody is drowning they become incredibly strong so you really need to know how to approach that person if you are a lifeguard mm-hmm. things like that your life you know they, they show you how to you know approach that person just so that you don't get hurt and they take you down also like when you're talking about the dog mm-hmm. yeah you know, yeah yeah, and
3: I'm sure the dog made it hard, harder for you because as she, she was trying to get her. up. Yeah. yeah yep, yep. And yep. actually people will fight you when mm-hmm. you are trying to help them. And going along with your retention pond, it's you can drown in water that you can walk in. We we had someone drown in that it was in a little pond in this area and what happened is they tripped and fell on the when they were walking along the shoreline of this and it was like retention pond size and hit their head and drown in water that was, you know, maybe a foot deep.
1: Because they went unconscious. Uh, because they won,
3: went unconscious and they were under the water. Something that I forgot to talk about with the lakes and the rivers are is the Fox River, and I'm sure the lake as well, used to be a dumping zone for everything back in the day where it was, how are we going to get rid of this? And it was... Mm-hmm into the river and and problem solved there's a lot of stuff to get stuck on down there the bottom even if you're somewhere where you're walking along is very very uneven it drops off very quickly so again it it goes back to watching the kids and one quick thing about swim lessons that Sue was talking about my mom was terrified of water absolutely and I come from a family of six kids and because of that, she didn't take swimming lessons, but she made sure every single one of us did, and we learned how to swim. So it, it's just a, a great idea. That was her way of, of dealing with it. And I appreciate that, because it is a great exercise.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is an a, a off-the-cuff question, but... Are there adult swim lessons where adults and parents could go together, and it's like an activity that's not intimidating and it's you know kind of positioned to be a, a fun activity, or is that something some of us could look at starting? Because I do know too a couple of adults that will come on boats, but the whole time they're on it, they're they're clenched, and and I'm like, you guys, it, you take a lesson, but is, does that happen around here?
3: It, oh I, actually, I <laughs> I just I can't. I did it. Um, I did it at the Y. Um, okay, and um, it was a one-on-one. Thing And I I knew I just wasn't good at it. I I could do it. And it was the breathing like you Mm -hmm. talked about. And it it just kept getting me. And so I did take a a one on one lesson. It was very inexpensive and became much better swimmer. And there was a little swallowing of the pride. But other than that, I was so happy that I did it.
2: So we actually offer adult swim lessons all the time. As a matter of fact, I, it's where I was at six o'clock this morning. (laughs) At six, I I had two adults that that come in very early in the mornings. We offer them very early before work so that they can, so, so it fits into their schedule. If they have kids with us, we'll even give them a discount on their swimming lessons. I have had, you know, parents that come in and the, and the husband and the wife will do lessons together. For the most part, they want it to be very private. They don't, you know, adults, okay. once they once they hit a certain age, you know, they're they're almost kind of embarrassed about it because generally speaking, if they haven't had lessons, there's a lot of fear involved. And so, you know, you, you want to start out nice and slow and, you know, you want to make sure we earn their trust. And so they don't really want a lot of other people in the pool, obviously. So we, we do offer them um, five days a week. That's,
0: that's fantastic.
2: That's
3: great.
0: Yeah. Have you heard of dry drowning? We've heard... Of- people talking about that there is a
2: lot of controversy around that term but according to the national drowning association there is actually no there's no such thing as as dry drowning You've either drowned or you have not drowned. You know, there are cases that have happened where we, there has been a, a, an individual that maybe was in the pool and they swam and they swallowed a whole bunch of water. And then maybe a day or two later, something tragic happened to them. But it is, it was medically that it was not actually tied to the amount of water that was swallowed and that it was tied to a different condition or something that had happened. So they have, there have been lots of studies that have done on, uh, that have been done on that. They have said that, you know, for a while there, it was a big thing. It kind of went off like wildfire. They kind of, you know, there was a physician that called it that at one point, And I think now they have retracted. That and you know, so they're really that term is not used at all in the in especially in the world of swimming. It is it's definitely a, you're, you're drowning or you haven't drowned.
0: What I like about the conversation today is right, like it is a scary thing, but like we've so scary. You've given us so many tips and things to prepare us or talk about with our kids that it doesn't have to be so scary, right? There are
2: so many benefits to learning how to swim. I mean, so many benefits. Getting you know kids into swimming lessons, number one, at an early age, it will reduce, nobody's drown proof, I've, I think I've said that before, but it will reduce the risk of drowning by 88%. So it is really important that they do that. There was a project that was entitled Early Years Swimming. It was a four-year project from the Griffith Institute for Educational Research, Lori Lawrence Kids Alive Swim Program in Swim Australia. And they surveyed over 7,000 children, five years old and under, from Australia, New Zealand, the U.S. And 120 swimming lessons, 40 swim schools. The results were that kids showed better physical development, more confidence through swimming. They achieved physical milestones faster and scored significantly higher in things like cutting paper, coloring, drawing. You know, drawing in lines and shapes. Kids were anywhere from six to fifteen months ahead of normal population in cognitive skills, problem solving, mathematics, reasoning, counting, language, and following instructions, and seventeen months ahead in story recall. So, I mean, there's just so many other benefits that that have been shown, like through this study, that not only is it just a, f- a great skill to learn. And it is a, you know, when we say, you know, swimming is a sport, we think of it as a sport, but it's it truly is a, life a it's a life skill yeah. that everybody really should have. But then there are just so many other benefits from it.
3: And yeah, when you said so many risks involved, that's life, right? Life has, I mean, that's, that's why I have a job. There are just so many risks out there. And it goes back to common sense and swim lessons, that's an easy fix. Right. Um, Be prepared. And again, you're not drown proof, but it, I didn't know it was 88%. That, that's fantastic. You have to take some responsibility to keep yourself and your kids safe.
1: Is there a tip you can give to kiddos or even adults that if something were to happen and they're scared? Like, what, do, what can they do? Do they just put their body upright in tread water? Do they try to get on their back? Like, is there a way you could say, if you guys do nothing, this is what
2: you should do until someone can get to you, as opposed to panicking? Absolutely. You know, we go into panic mode immediately. So, you know, my advice is always when I always, whenever I'm swimming, I'm like, the first thing you want to do is you want to roll over to your back and float. You want to get there because you need to bring your heart rate down. So you, you roll over to your back, your face is out of the water. Just try to, you know, try to relax as much as you possibly can because the more your muscles are tightened, the more you're going to sink. Your, your muscles are heavier. So if you tighten up your muscles, your body's going to sink. If you relax your muscles, you're going to float. So try to at least relax enough to kind of bring your heart rate down and, and be able to think through, like, what am I supposed to do next? You know, get your, get your breathing in order. And then try to, you know, remember where you are, you know, where where you're at, try to yell, scream or whatever. Then if you can roll over and do some, you know, some breaststroke or something, you know, depending upon what kind of swimmer you are or what's happened, you know, if you can get to where you need to go, great. But if you can yell, you know, on your back, your your face is out of the water. So you can yell and scream and do whatever you need to do until somebody can help you.
1: And John, this is a question I have out of curiosity and maybe you're prepared for this and maybe not, but like... What is our safety, like, do do we have a lot of tragedy in in, in our area over the summers, or do, are are people generally pretty safe on on their activities on boats and all that kind of stuff?
3: Actually, people around here are very, very safe. We have about maybe, I would say, five to ten water rescues a year, which is five to ten, too many. But when you think of, all the boats and swimming that's going on around here. I mean, sometimes you look across the river and it looks like you could walk right across on (laughs) on all the boats that are out there. Yeah. So yeah, we we are either very lucky or very safe or a combination of both and we'll take it.
1: I always say it's a privilege for us to live where we do and I think people respect the water and how big it is and how scary it can be. So I I think people are hopefully more prepared than not. And I guess by listening to you, it sounds like people are doing a pretty decent job of... Yep. Yep. And I think you're right.
3: It is They realize they are out of their element. This is not an everyday thing. That's just a guess on my part. But it, it is, you are obviously doing something very out of the ordinary for everyday life. And... I'm gonna stop talking now, which I never ever do. So, <laughs> give you a little editing to do because that's kind of your thing. Let's see how good you Marla, really I'm are, because I can just keep going forever.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. No, we awesome. appreciate, no, yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you
0: taking the time to share this with us yeah we're looking forward to sharing more with listeners and their families as always after the episode we'll share all the things that we talked about today along with local resources from swimming lessons to educational tools on go gosh kids in our facebook groups
1: join us for our next episode when we'll talk about the joy of adventuring with our families close to home and those far away on trips
0: Thanks again to our guests, Susie and John, for sharing their time and knowledge with us. And thanks to our producer, Liz Schultz, our audio and video engineer, Marlo Ambus. And of course, to my co-host, Carlene Grabner, and the support of the Women's Fund of Oshkosh. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And we'd love for you to share the episode with a friend. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or leave us a review. Let's talk again next month.